0: What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by one of the very first people in the entire world to beat the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Blessing Adeoye Jr.
1: Good afternoon, Tim.
0: Good afternoon to you. You're not off the hook quite yet, though. There's a story (laughs) I need to tell about you after I introduce the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Can't wait to talk to you about this game because I haven't heard anything from you about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We're about to talk about that a whole bunch today. And rounding out the group, the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So now, before we get into the rigmarole, this being Gamescast and all that stuff, we just had lunch, all right? And it was the most disgusting, we were bad people lunch of all time, where Roger was healthy. That was great. But essentially, me, blessed and Kevin all go to different fast food places and then come together, I'll eat it at the table, having this nice little moment. Kevin, you know how he has this big old jug that he drinks out of? Like, it's a big old mason jar. The mason jar fills it with For ice. For the record, right? the loudest if, you're, if
2: you're everybody else, it's just he, it's a big mason jar. It just looks even bigger because Kevin's so small.
0: It's just there, it's, There's something about it that it's like, it's a lot. It demands your attention. He puts that thing down on the table so loud, so impossibly loud. The ice is shaking yeah. around. He goes to the fridge. He grabs a Coke. And then he grabs the big-ass thing of lemon juice. All right? He walks over, and he pours lemon juice into the cup. Like, a good amount of lemon okay. juice. Okay. And we me and Raj make eyes, We and Bless make eyes, we just have this moment of like classic Kevin. And then of course Kevin, what? What? It's normal. It's normal. And it's it's one of those things. None of us are like saying that like lemon in Coke is weird. It's me like getting the actual lemon juice. I've never seen anyone That's-
2: do that freaking bizarre yeah, <laughs> right that's different right because yeah. it's like that big green bottle of like real lemon juice that uh-huh. i we got 100 okay. percent real lemon juice yeah i walked in my my mom and i went to lunch in and out we came back my mom bought donuts for everybody and she went to put them down on the table and i heard kevin getting excited he came straight to me and i was like what's he gonna ask me about donuts he's like do you think it would be weird would you think it was weird if someone put down a cup and they had ice in it and they put lemon juice in it and then they put a coke in it and i was like or he was like would you make a big deal i'm like i don't i wouldn't make a big i would have questions i would want to talk to you about yeah, this yeah. yeah and now in classic kevin fashion did we make a
0: big deal, or did we just look at each other, and then Kevin goes, what, what? And then it turned into a oh, big deal. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. You put, you put lemon slices in your Coke all the time. What's wrong with this? Problem? So we then have this conversation where, again, it's not weird. It's just like the lemon and I, Coke. I thought it was not innovative, weird. honestly. Yeah.
1: Like, at I first, thought, I was like, oh, you, I
2: wouldn't have thought they about that. They make the freestyles putting all sorts of weird shit. They're, in game game yeah, they're getting yeah. wild.
0: So then we're sitting there having this conversation, and then it turns into, hey, you should try it. You should try it. You should try it. Bless is drinking a soda and he, he's like, oh, give me some. I'm, I'm going to do it. He opens it up, and we're all looking. He's like, oh, I don't know if you have enough Coke in there. Like, all right, whatever. He starts pouring some in, and we're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And Bless drinks. He's like, I don't taste it at all. This tastes exactly the same. He's like, oh, oh, I'm drinking Sprite, though. <laughs> Listen, Blessing added lemon juice to a lemon-lime soda. And was like, oh, it just tastes not the same. getting
1: it, not getting the hint of I'm it. Not, I'm, not, I'm not tasting the <laughs> extra lemon. That's what I'm drinking right now. That's what you guys know. That's what's in this cup is uh, the lemon, lemon lime. You spice. added carbonation to lemon juice. Exactly. I added lemon. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's it's good though. Greg, I have known your mom for I don't know almost a
0: decade. It feels like sure.
1: I don't think I've seen her laugh. Once. <laughs> she was dying. Not once. She. Wow. Laugh so hard! I don't know. I don't know what it was in my brain, but like as soon as Kevin started talking about the lemon juice and soda or in Coke, I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess that does sound kind of good." And I'm drinking my Sprite, and I'm like, "I feel like lemon and Sprite would taste pretty, yeah. pretty good." Yeah, I mean that's a natural it, thing. So I grab it, I put it I, in there, and I'm like, "Fuck! I didn't, I didn't think about the fact that like there's a reason why I thought that. It's because the lemon's already here. It's already yeah, there. It's means, already there. It makes
3: sense there. When I go to In and Out, I mix the pink lemonade with Sprite. Very, very good combination. Yeah. By yeah. the way. But, like, it's, you know, who
0: wins? You fuse them together. Who wins? Ah! That's the thing is, like... fusing it!
1: Basically, I I took two Royal Halberds, or whatever they're called in Zelda, (laughs) and I fused them together to make a Royal Halberd, Halberd Royal, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, That's what I did with this. A Halberd Royale.
0: This is the Kind of Funny games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all (laughs) the things that we love about them. Of course, you can watch it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you could watch it or you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Cast, and we will be right there for you. If you want to go above and beyond, patreon.com slash games is where you want to go, where you can get the show ad-free uh, and be a Patreon producer just like Delaney Twining. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, your support Thank means you, so Delaney. much to us because it allows us to have this amazing studio and do amazing things, have an amazing team that is going to cover the absolute hell out of Summer games. <laughs> <Fest. laughs> there we go. Uh, we will be reacting to all of of the showcases. We're going to be doing the predictions episodes leading in. We'll be doing the post-show analysis. I don't know what it is. Got it. Uh, But in between between it all, uh, we're we're trying to stay uh, live on the stream. I know Nick's been working on uh, his own Summer Game Fest ideas. I don't know what that's going to turn into. Uh, But y'all are going to want to stay tuned for this next month because we're going to absolutely crush the content. So stay tuned. Keep it locked. Subscribe. All of that good stuff. Um, But if you don't have dollars to toss our way over on Patreon, use our Epic Creator Code. Kind of funny on the Epic game store and at no extra cost to you it helps us out we really appreciate all of that uh today we're brought to you by shady rays but i will tell you about that later this is the zelda tears of the kingdom episode part two who knows how many parts this will be. I've been, I've this is feeling. the spoiler cast. We're going right? to be talking about this game for, for years to come. Spoiler cast, not quite. But I do want to address that a little bit. Last oh. week, we did uh, the Tears of the Kingdom uh, review that mm-hmm. Blessing did. He was the only one that got to play the game. Uh, he gave it a 5 out of 5 on the I kind did. of funny scale. Um 70 hours in. I'm really excited to hear how far you would, are in now. Um, but me, Andy, and Greg have all played. And pretty much, I know a lot of you guys are playing too. So we're at the point now that this isn't going to be spoiler-free, but it's not going to be spoiler-filled. This isn't like a spoiler cast or anything, but if you don't want to know anything about Zelda, you probably shouldn't listen to this yet. But we're going to talk about stuff that I would say is... We're
1: uh, going to talk about our adventures. Our, our adventures.
0: Our and our, yeah, we're not going to spoil story. We're not going to get into that
3: stuff. But like that that sounds good to you guys? That well, sounds great to me, Timothy. Yeah. Right?
2: yeah. I don't think anything... I mean, I don't know how far you guys are. I don't think I... If you're playing Zelda, you probably like, I should I say scratch the surface. Yeah, exactly. I'm f- just dicking around. So it's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. For. We're gonna have a great time.
0: We're gonna have a good conversation. I'm just like warning people that are super sensitive to this because I know this game means a lot to people. You might want to back out, but this is this is more for the people that are just like everyone's playing it, like, yo, I want to share the stories like we've been doing at the studio the last week. Because I, I just want to start there. This has been magic. Yeah. This has been absolute magic, man. Every single day. Talking to everybody, like what's going on, where are you at? This happened to me. People haven't seen it, all this fun stuff. That's why video games are cool, Andy Cortez. Mm-hmm. It's been such a blast. And Greg, you were the one person that I haven't talked to. So I do want to start with you. Sure. How much of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom have you played and what do you think it's so far?
2: I don't even know how you quantify how much you've played, right? Because we're st- we're in the same boat you were, obviously, when you were doing your review where oh well, the thing hasn't updated to tell you how many hours are in you are or whatever, right? Um so I don't know, uh, you know, the framing for my gameplay, right, would be the, like, you know, that not only am I a dad, so it's nighttime gameplay, you know, Jen was out of town uh, at lunch, so I was single parenting. Then my mom came to visit and is helping parent, but also you're trying to entertain your mom. And so blah, 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 all these different things. So I'm sure, I don't know, again, I have no idea how to quantify where you're at in it, when you're just dicking around. Um, I, I think, you know, the problem sometimes with reviewing games as the reviewer, is you can set expectations too high. You can say like all these great things. You can say a five out of five. You can say whatever you want and and people get wrapped up in that, right? And then the problem with playing a game as a a consumer after the fact is that when you have that kind of things, it sets expectations and it's so hard to meet it. I'm amazed every time I turn on the game that it exceeds those expectations. Um, I can't express probably how much fun it is, how much I'm enjoying the experience. Again, even having my mom here, like, not like I'm like, you know, usually when mom visits, I'm like, all right, we're going to go see the circus today or whatever. But it's like <laughs> Ben will go down for a nap and I'm going to visit Kakariko. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will do whatever chore I need to do. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to play some Zelda. And she looks at Instagram reels on her phone while I go and do whatever for an hour and a half, two hours. And then, of course, she goes to bed. I'm right to Zelda. And, you know, I'm going to play even even though I'm exhausted. I'm going to play till midnight at my normal bedtime and go through it because, like, I just want to consume the game. I feel like it's been a long time since. I've run into a game that I want to consume like this, where I just want to play nonstop. And I think so much of that is the fact that to blessings review, there is so much to do in the game. It all feels n- rewarding. I don't think is the right term necessarily. Cause it's not like I'm popping the treasure chest and here's a weapon it's all tantalizing. Or an item that's going to change the, what it is. It is just that I did it. I solved the puzzle, whether that is what this guy needed, how to get out of this room, how to use the power, how to do, you know what I mean? like, The game might be the most rewarding moment-to-moment gameplay that I've ever played, where it is like every little thing, no matter it is, is you get it and you get that dopamine rush that you did it. You put the icon on the map, you do that. And that's something, you know, I I loved Breath of the Wild, so it's not like I'm not familiar with open-world Zelda and what they're doing, but like they've cranked it up here and it is already such a masterclass in it. and you know, what we talked a little bit about in, I think at the tail end of the review where you asked, and it might've been games daily of, you know, what well, are you going to beat it? Are you going to do it? you know It's like, I'm going to play this the way I would normally play it, which is to go off and do all the side stuff and just do. And like, it's an amazing feeling, right. To be like, I turn it back on. I'm like outside of the shrine. I beat when I stopped and it's just like, okay, cool. Like I've marked more up North where I started. And there's also the objective up North, but why not go further South? Why not go off on that? What is that the thing? like As somebody who loves open world uh, video games, loves third person adventure, like it is so much fun to be tackling these things. And you know, rather than walk up and see the challenge, see the tower, see the cave, and be like, "All right, well, I'm out of arrows because I just did that. I need to get more." It's like, well, why not throw myself into it? Let's just go see because there's going to be usually the cave tries to give you help on what you need to do or what you need, and blah blah blah. And it's just been incredible. And then you have those you know eureka moments, those aha moments, those early on moments of just like. I I I was one of my midnight sessions ended with me down a well, and I there's been there's a couple there's a lot of wells in the game in like the wells I had run into so far in this (laughs) had you know connected to other wells and it's like oh it's a you know some kind of like underground uh, tunnel system, this one was like I went down the well and I was just down in a well and I was it's midnight and I collected all the objects and stuff and I was like all right, I don't fully know how to get out of here. I'll do this in the morning, all right? And then I turned it back on. And i was like, all right, what was it? Oh, I'm in this well, I'm like running around. And I'm like trying to climb up the walls. I'm slipping down. I'm like, that's interesting. And finally, you know, it was like four and a half minutes before I was like, well, there's an ascendability. Goddamn! damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, those yeah. moments are so good. The game is so good. It is just marvelous. Andy Cortez.
3: Yeah, I, I, like this game just blows me away. The fact that it runs still. Like I, I know we talk about, what Breath of the Wild did, and how that was on the Wii U, and and that game is still like astounding in its in its scope. And with Tears of the Kingdom, I think I'm even more blown away, just because we have played a lot of recent Switch games that maybe don't have that or haven't met those expectations. Like we like we've expected them to. I'm sorry, Xenoblade fans. Uh, I know that's one that everybody says like, oh, this one is actually doing it really, really big and awesome. Um, we don't play loser games. No, don't say that um you i you said it that's what you no. Replied. you just said it. <laughs> but i was i was reading through the lines oh no that, those lines are wrong right there greg um my apologies, but everybody with the wrong you way. know but with like pokemon that we experience you you you're my expectations have lowered over time as we've seen nintendo game after nintendo game come out in the past like three years ish and i'd say underwhelm in in certain ways and as we've seen uh, as I've gotten more and more into the tech side of stuff with PC gaming, and I, I, I need my high frame rate and I need my gorgeous visuals, and like I still do, like, I'm close to maybe twenty hours in, and I don't see anything touching this game for Game of the Year. One hundred percent, one hundred. Like I, I am so impressed with everything it does, and it's not that you know, Greg mentioning his sort of like, here's what I kind of do when I'm hopping into the game, and it's you're not hopping into to grind or to mark shit off a list. You're just going in to go see what's next and you don't know what's next because this world is so dramatically changed from what we saw in breath of the wild. I'm so impressed with what they did to everything here, adding all these cave systems and these wells and this gigantic underground uh, segment that is just really daunting in a lot of ways. Um, Like, they took all of the abilities, and I was really, really bummed out when Bless was like, Yeah, they took away all the old abilities, and it's all these new things. I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. I, I really like stasis and stuff. I'd say stasis is maybe the only old ability I'm missing. Everything, that, are you though? <laughs> everything that they've added now, though, I think is like just far and away the, be- like the best stuff that they had uh, to offer here. And I, I think back to when we saw the first reveal trailer uh, at that 1E3, where it was like the untitled Zelda sequel, right? It didn't have a name yet. And we all uh, obviously started like, you know, well, what could it be? What are they going to do with the world? Well, they already have all of Hyrule built. So this probably is going to come out in about a year and a half, two years, maybe. Like, this is going to be out super fast. And we're waiting and wondering, where the fuck is this game? And now you see what, every, what has been done to this world and what Nintendo has been working on. Because when they have the core of a game made, they can really go buck wild with everything else. And then, putting an emphasis on a million ways to do whatever and and solve whatever problem you have it's the most impressive shit i've uh, I've experienced in a very, very long time, and that's me being the souls fan who doesn't like this combat very much. I think it's like it gets really convoluted and like complicated at times when it comes to like oh I gotta." backflip or sidestep or i gotta fuck you know i, I get kind of stiff sometimes i get frustrated with with the the way a lot of the buttons and i lose track of it at all a lot of that is also just get good and get used to it but um it, it can be a little bit convoluted at times i i say all that like knowing what i really seek in a third person like action adventure type game and i still think this game has blown away every expectation i've had for it I, I'm like Greg where it's like I every night I have found myself and it's one thirty in the morning, I'm like, I gotta fucking put this game down. Like it is the next thing after the next thing, the next discovery, and you're you're pushing forward and you're see you see a new thing to go look at, and it's all the same feelings I had with Breath of the Wild tenfold because of these new abilities that they've given you and these new ways to explore. And now I'm up m- miles into the sky and I see a gigantic thing in the sky i'm like how do i get there next maybe i'm not ready for that let me keep on going elsewhere this game just blows me away dude
2: you know there's a uh, and i know it's an old thing but for me i think the thing when i think of the phrase i think of uh, pirates of the caribbean when uh, jack sparrow at one point brings out he's like bring me the horizon mateys or whatever right and this game feels so much like that in terms of the adventure you're on of just like what's next bring me that thing let's go and it's even to the point like you know, the way I'm playing it, again, I'm just running in random directions. I'm not doing... I'm, I'm touching the story here and there yeah. and like, to keep things moving or whatever. Um, but, like, you know, uh, I found or super early... This isn't a spoiler. And I'm sure everybody here hasn't. Probably you watching already do. But it's like, you know, I found the the fabric that'll be turned into a glider if I take it to X, Y, and Z or whatever. And it was like, immediately, I've been in a few situations where I'm like, yeah, the glider would help me out a lot right now, right? But at no point have I been like, you know what I want to do? I want to Google, where do I get glider? Where is this place they told me to go to on the map or whatever? I'm like, fuck no, I want to just discover it. I'll I'll get there when I get there. I'll figure out things until I get there. I mean,
0: it's... there's no hyperbole to this game. This is it's blowing me away. I don't want to stop playing. Like I haven't had this experience in so long where like I am just glued to my damn Switch. I mean, I guess I did with Scarlet uh Pokemon Scarlet last year and uh that sense of just wanting to keep going, wanting to keep going like every time uh I was playing Pokemon uh Violet and being like, "Oh man, I like there's the few moments where you come across a cave or something it's like, "Oh, this is so cool. I wish it was everywhere." In Zelda, it's everywhere and then some, and what you get from it is just, we talk about that word rewarding. Like, I feel like every single aspect of this game is fun and rewarding from some perspective, and the thing that blows me away the most is how versatile this game can be, where simultaneously it makes me feel like the smartest person ever and then the stupidest person ever. In the same 60 seconds. And that's just over and over and over. And then on top of that, I can play it on my TV and be like, my God, this game is beautiful. This game is so engrossing, so high production value, so hype, and like such a console experience. And then G wants to come down and watch Housewives. We throw that on TV. I play the Switch. And all of a sudden, it's this perfect handheld game. And I feel like there's very few games that I have that experience with that feel equally good in in both and it's because this game has so much to do where it's like, oh, you know what? Some of the big combat stuff, I'll save that for the TV. I'm going to go do some shrines. I'm going to go explore some more. I'm going to go climb some stuff in handheld mode. And it's not a lesser experience because that is just as valuable as doing the main quest or doing the other things. And I, that's the thing that's uh, impressing me the most with it is that I, I don't like open things. I like linear stuff. I don't like the whole, here's a whole bunch of shit. We're not going to tell you anything, just kind of figure it out. But I feel like this game, you can't get lost. (laughs) Like, I feel like you can try your best to get lost, but something will find you and, like, guide you in in an interesting path. And how nonlinear this game is, while still continuing to keep me moving forward, it's witchcraft. I don't understand how you're talking about the glider and all, all that stuff. Like, I'm with you where I'm like, man, I really wish I had this. And I was not trying to find it. And I found it. I got it. And I'm like, whoa. Like... How did the game know? Like, and and that's the thing is like the game's so much smarter than me. And like, anytime I, you think you can break it, you think you can do something. Nah, man, they thought about that, and it works. And for us to talk about all of the the fusing mechanics and and everything, we've seen all the tweets of people like, oh, just build a bridge, and like that's the solution. It's like the fact that that just does work like ninety percent of the time, but then ten percent of the time it doesn't. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. know that you're going to do some stuff, so they block you. I'm like, it's just it's just so damn great. Like again, not a perfect perfect game and for me especially coming off of other games the comparisons are impossible to get rid of like uh playing jedi survivor the combat in that and how it feels to move around then jumping to this i'm like i don't like the combat in this i just simply don't yeah. but like i don't think that that is uh that big of a deal because i could just not do it <laughs> like right now i'm like i'm not i'm getting one shot at left and right it's not fun cool Don't do do combat yet. Wait till I get some more defense up. Wait till I get my hearts. Wait till I get like all that stuff. Find some better weapons. And I just love that normally for games, the combat advancing the story would be the point. And in this game, it is not at all the point, but it keeps somehow continuing to happen to me in a way that I'm like, oh wait, that was an amazing cutscene. Like that music cue was insanely cool. Oh, I thought I recognize this from Breath of the Wild. I, I know what I'm in for. Nope. It's something so much bigger and better than I could have imagined. And that happens every hour on the hour. And it's just a constant barrage of, of happiness, of magic. This is why I love video games in a genre that I don't love. And like, that is one of my favorite things is that outside of my comfort zone, something can hit me and be like, now nah, fuck you, Tim. Like you're, This demands your attention, and you're going to absolutely love it.
3: And, and it's even that – like we know that Tim is not the open world guy, but this is open world times a million because yeah. it's yeah. open world – with open solutions Mm -hmm. and like this isn't like open world uh, do stuff on a checklist usual talk to this NPC then go over like it is so much more like hey do whatever the hell you want however the hell you want it and I feel like that's even more of a a, if Tim sees all reads all the shit and goes god damn it dude I don't know if I don't want to play a game like this and it still demands your attention and impresses the shit out of you dude and and you know sorry going back
0: to the, uh, what i was saying about like the it, this game is so much this and that like this is the most over overwhelming game i've ever played like there's yeah. just so much stuff the controls are so overbearing and there's so much simultaneously it is so controlled it is so designed it is like it is completely telling you everything you need to know and the controls make perfect sense that doesn't stop me from hesitating every time i'm trying to do anything but the moment it clicks me i'm like oh this is how i do this massively complicated task with a controller in my hands like the things you can do fusing together in the motion of the 3d space like think about how many games we've played and it still doesn't feel good to swim or it still doesn't feel good
1: to um to fly a mech around in the air in the 3d Mm -hmm. space this game is like when you're in a glider and you just walk to one side of it to make it turn left or walk to the other side to make it turn right and it just works exactly how you would imagine it to work, it's incredible. Like, it legitimately feels like magic. And to your point, Andy, about it having it, it being not only open world, it's open solution. I think that is one of the things that blows my mind around the design of this game, where I talked about it a little bit last week and I put up a tweet about a dungeon or not a dungeon, a shrine that I was struggling with forever, right? During the review period where there were no guides, I couldn't find other people that had done the same shrine. And so it was just me on an island by myself trying to figure this thing out. And the shrine was uh, the one with like two grind rails that you have to figure out how to get to. And you have to like transition from one grind wheel to the next. And all you have are some boards to put together. Right now, if you're watching the video version, Barrett has a video of it up. I spent legitimately a, a whole week trying to figure this out, right? And it was me getting here for the first time. And it was about an hour I spent in this specific section right here trying to figure it out left came back spent another 30 minutes couldn't figure it out left and came back and i kept coming back because i kept thinking of more solutions um but even in that first hour and this is the cameron hawkins uh, gameplay shout out to cameron hawkins who he ended up just using a shield and turning that into um like skateboard. A, a skateboard yeah because he, he, he combined it with cart. a mine cart yeah. and so he just skated and grinded on the rail which is genius for me in the first hour that i spent just on this section alone trying to figure this out There's no moment where I didn't have an idea. Like that entire hour was me combining the ingredients that I had in a bunch of different ways. And my mind never stopped motion. Like I never felt stumped. I only felt like I had more and more ideas. And I just couldn't find the right one. Until about a week later, I was like, oh, what if I did it like this? And I went back. And I definitely didn't do it the intended way. Literally the way I did it was I took um i combined a long board and a short board and i did like the fin thing where one of the boards is sticking out so i can grind down one rail and then i made i basically made two of those and i held i i used the first one to grind through and i held the second one so that at the last moment wow place the second so complicated (laughs) rail and then hop over and guess what that worked and that was the thing that i was thinking of when i was doing some other some other stuff on the other side of the map and it just came to me because i kept thinking about how i could solve that one shrine and that is this game. Like this game is never you feeling like you don't know what the solution is, or you're stumped. And you're, you're, it's not the witness, right? It's not you staring at the screen like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? It is you trying out all these different yeah. things, and one of them is going to work. And a lot of the time, a very large percentage of the time, actually, it's not the right, it's not the intended solution, but also. This game presents itself as there is no intended solution. If you get it, you get it, right? Just have fun and
2: create. The That's witness incredible. is one I've thought a lot about when playing this. i like, oh, this is like my witness, where I didn't love mm-hmm. the puzzles in that, whereas I love how they're asking me to do things here.
0: Just uh, jumping off of this, because uh, that I did that shrine last night, and then mm. we had talked about it on Games Daily. I had seen that video. I didn't have a mine cart on me, and we had watched the video of the right way to do it. I totally forgot. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm just like you last night. It took me about 30 minutes of like, trying different things I eventually did it which I think is the intended way uh to make it through that but I was just so surprised by even having the solutions in my mind I'm still like oh wait how do I how do I do this and then once it locked I was like of course it was that mm-hmm. and I just love that uh with what you're talking about about this being your type of um puzzle game here it's like I I love that every shrine you know you have the tools totally. like, you know totally. and breath of the wild was the same way where it was like hey, they're using the powers that you got from the very beginning of the game. It's not like a, a, a Metroidvania or something. Where it's like, oh, no, you come back later and you'll get through this. It's like, no, you have the tools. Tears of the Kingdom then goes one step further with that. Well, Breath of the Wild did this as well, where there's the, the extra like challenge treasure chest in each shrine, mm-hmm. but of course we're all like, I don't need that, I was like, I'm gonna fucking get that. No, thing. no, bro. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's so great that they have that, that little extra uh, thing to, to reward you with. But I love that, in addition to knowing everything in this room that I need is here, but I also have my equipment and I also yeah. have my zone eye dispenser stuff. And I also have that where it's like, I can really go above and beyond and cheese this times a thousand if I get frustrated
1: at yeah. the puzzle. But even that, trying to figure out how to cheese it is another puzzle but, in and yeah, of it's itself. Totally. It's you being like, all right, but if I combine these things in my inventory, maybe I can actually use this to subvert this. And that is the way they want you to think. Like, that is you playing into Nintendo's hand. And it's incredible. And yeah, since um, doing the review, I've not played as much more. Like, i played maybe 10 more hours of it, which I guess is a lot of time. But um, for me, a lot of the enjoyment has come from watching everybody else play and experience it. And sure. it's so hard to look away from social media this last week and seeing what other people are doing and creating and seeing other people's stories because that's been that's been for me half of the experience sharing stories and and having this communal experience of oh yeah did you know you can do this this and this and all of a sudden like the game opens up in this wild way like watching all the videos of people just ruthlessly murdering the Koroks and, like, making Korok roasts, fucking, like, throwing Korok... Strapping Koroks to crosses and doing Korok crucifixions. It's been such a (laughs) very, like, fun, very, uh, uh, you know, very interesting... Communal
3: thing, People
1: are so creative. Like, people are putting together things that I would never never have thought of. I would never have thought of to make a, a skateboard out of my shield by combining it with a mine cart or just a regular cart. Like, that is such a genius thing. And so having that experience is has been so additive in a way where now I am going back into my game and going alright what have I learned today like what yeah. different cool things
2: can I make and that's one of the things that's interesting about it right where I feel like it's it's the rare occasion where you know like for Star Wars Survivor no spoilers but there was a moment I talked about in the review that I was like oh my god it was like the coolest thing ever right and like, what an amazing fusion of story gameplay cinema all this stuff and you know I waited like a week and a half and somebody tweeted me. and was like, is this the moment? And I was like, yeah. And I quote tweeted And of course there are people like, oh man, why why would you tweet out this thing? Not me. Well, I guess technically me, but like they're talking to the kid who put out the video or whatever, right? (laughs) And I feel that's because there's that moment to spoil. Whereas in this game, right? Tears of the Kingdom as you're playing through it. Like I consume everything that comes across my feed because I'm not worried about any story story spoiler. I'm not worried about it spoiling something that I never would have... Found or whatever right now, all the content is look at this funny thing I did, this crazy thing I did. look at this, you know it's not like here's the final battle of the game. Here's this usually solution to this like you know, you could make the argument I guess for cam's thing, but like this solution to the thing like everybody's getting stuck or fi- in different parts of different shrines, so it's like I feel like I can consume everything, and it's not maybe I'm adding it to my repertoire or thinking about, maybe I should use that some way, but it's more than just seeing what people are making. But that to me
0: is part of the experience. I think that's part of what makes this special is we talked about this on Games Daily a little, but like... I. Haven't had this experience since elementary school. Of like, hey, playground, playing through this game. Like, how do you do this? Oh, you do it this way. Oh, I did that, and then like you learn something. You hear something your friend told you, and it changes your gameplay experience. Like, on Games Daily, Bless told me uh, a very specific thing he he does with the um, the rewind ability and um, some of the different abilities, like a way he mixes them. Yeah, and it it totally like Like
1: basically the the idea of you can use older hand if you're if you want to get to a ledge if you have an object in front of you just pick up the object. Slowly put it down, get on top of it, and recall it, and then you can get height that way. And I even saw somebody t- take it further in a video where uh, they're trying to get up to a sky island, and so they busted out like a, um, I think it was like a plank of wood, a plank of wood, yeah. And they, then they threw it um, like towards sky island, and as it fell to the ground, they put another, they put a plank on top of it. Hopped on top, or they combine them together. Hopped on top, and then rewound it, and then they it shot all the way up. Yeah. yeah,
0: and that stuff. And then earlier, you were saying that you missed the the status, and it's like, well, you don't need to because if you just use the rewind and then lock it in the air, it just locks it in there. Same ability as status from Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Well, Stasis also Stasis.
4: uses the um, if you freeze people and like hitting it a bunch of times and using more of like momentum stuff, which I do. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 But I, I just I'm so impressed with like once you realize how you can use these tools, it all of a sudden changes like your ability to solve puzzles and adds that repertoire. And again, there's so much stuff that it's not like I'm remembering that every time. It still takes me five minutes to be like, Oh, oh yeah. Right. That. But yeah. like, that's satisfying. Like, that, that is 100%. that type of, like, aha moment. And, like, again, it feels communal. It feels like we're playing this together. And, like, that is just rare for these types of things. Sometimes, like, oh, how'd you beat the boss? Or how did you get through this? Whatever. Th- this game, it's, like, it's theory that you're kind of learning. And I think that's really cool.
1: I, I I don't understand how this game exists on a technical level. Um, That's another thing I want to throw out there as well. Because, you know, we've talked a lot about, um like, you know, frame rate and all that stuff and how old the Switch hardware is, right? Especially when you're talking about... It being a tablet that released in 2017, but like the chipset and stuff that it's working off of is even even older than that. This is an old device at this point, and this is an open world game that isn't just open world, right? You have an open sky and you have an open underground, and if you want to, you can dive from the sky into the underground with no load screen. And have you done that? I've done that, yeah, and it fucking That's works. So cool, and it's it's absolutely incredible, and and the scale is there, and the draw distance is some of the best draw instances i've seen in a video game and it's 16 gigabytes big i don't understand at all how this works on a technical level and then on top of that when we're talking about the abilities you have the fact that ascend just works the way it does where you can ascend anything as long as there's not something blocking it from the top and it'll take you there there was a there was a moment where i'm out in the open world there's like a sinkhole in the water that's like swirling down i'm like oh that's definitely something and so i go down there and it takes me down through a cave and there's like a loading loading screen between me like hopping into the sinkhole and getting down there i then do a thing in the cave and i'm like all right i guess i'm gonna get out but let me let me see if i can ascend up here thinking ascend wouldn't work because I, I took a loading screen down there i ascend and it just worked like i pop up above the water and i'm like How the fuck did that work? I loaded down here. How the fuck are you able to take me all the way back without even doing that, right? The Ascend, like, the Ascend uh, screen or whatever didn't even take that long to get me up there. Um, But the fact that that works, the fact that pretty much any object in... I guess your vicinity of the open world. I don't know how this works on a tech level, but you can re- that all has the rewind data for any object. You can rewind anything. How does the rewind data know? Yeah, like how is that possible? Every single thing is tracked in terms of rewinding it that's around you, and so you can recall anything. I don't understand how you make that work on a tech level. It's fucking incredible the, what they've done with this game. Just re- when you're talking about talking about the tech stuff, that makes me not believe that it exists, but it fucking just works. Yeah, Ugh. it
3: reminds me of Sony and the Decima engine, like really understanding what that tool set is and making the most out of it and why we see a lot of third party games uh come out that, you know, maybe a little janky at the start and not that every Sony First Party uh decima engine game has been perfect. Like I just think I was just so impressed when Horizon Forbidden West came out and how great that looked and you're like, God, I wish other developers like really had these tools, you know? And uh, these are tools that Nintendo's been working with for a long time and they understand the min maxing of every single piece of this engine and yeah i i am still blown away at every turn by what can be recalled um by like minimal pop-in on a very very old device like i i love the way the game looks like i i know some people uh a lot of i think it's getting review bomb was like oh how, how can you all love this game it looks so old like i i I think they have such a timeless art style. It's
4: the same map, bro.
3: Yeah. Um, They have a really, really uh, distinct uh, art style that works across a lot of different tech. Like you don't need, um, uh, you can run this on any sort of device and it'll look good regardless of what it is. They just have such a great like philosophy when it comes to making the most out of what they have. And in a way that's, your experience playing zelda as well (laughs) like like what are the tools here that i have and how am i going to make the most out of this experience and yeah this game just continuously blows me away
0: yeah absolutely uh before anyone else says anything though i want to tell you a word from our sponsors shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode do you want to look as cool as i look Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a Brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code Kinda Funny. You can get 50 off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code Kinda Funny at ShadyRays.com.
1: Greg.
2: Hey, how you doing? Go for it. I got nothing. I'm oh, fine. you got I nothing? I was turning to oh. see where the conversation was I thought you were about to say something. No, I, no, no, uh, wh- no. I wh- thought you saw, I had somewhere going on to go.
1: One thing I, I wanted to throw out there uh, was combat, because I agree with um, uh, with b- both Andy and Tim re- uh, regarding com- combat. Even though I think I, I might like it a little bit more, more than Tim. I like it more but
2: than Tim, too, yeah.
1: There is, a, there is a stiffness there that I... And I wish there... I, one, one of the things I brought up in my review is that it, it seems relatively untouched from Breath of the Wild, which surprised me, because I think there's a lot that you could improve there. That said, one thing I do love about the combat, especially this time around, is that it feels so much like improv. Like, it feels so much like, hey, if you can think it in the moment, you can probably do it. I've seen videos and I've had the experiences too where I am running around and it is, ah, oh, fuck, all right, what am I gonna do? I'm fighting a big uh, Bacoblin boss creature and like five other Bacoblins. Oh, there's a exploding barrel here. here. What if I arrow it? I'm like, wait, no. What if I fuse it and then fuse it to my sword and then throw it at the big Bacoblin? Maybe that'll work better. Nice. I go from, uh, go from that to then, like, him picking up a rock, throwing it at me, me using recall to freeze it, rewind it back to him. And like, that is something that is very unique to Tears of the Kingdom's combat that I want to uh, commend it for. Because even in the places like that, where there are, I I think there are downfalls there, there are other things it does where I'm like, no other game does this. Like this is the only combat system where I feel like I have this much freedom in me just making wacky cartoon scenarios. And it just works out in this way where I can recall what you throw at me, light shit on fire, you know, glide up the fire draft or the wind draft that the fire creates, and then like use that to then bust out an arrow, and then combine a bomb to my arrow, and then bomb you in the f- like. It goes. It, you can do whatever in it, and I think that is the magic um, of where uh, uh, the magic of the combat system where that comes. Well, in. What's
2: I, I find fascinating about it, right, is that when you can go from being on your heels, being killed by something, right, to then you have that one idea, and suddenly you feel like you're cheesing it when you're not, right? You're mm-hmm. using bomb arrows. You're using the environment. You're getting the high ground, something that that effect. You, you found really those good.
3: bomb arrows, dog. You deserve them. You yeah, exactly,
2: yeah. right, where it's that idea of, like, oh, man, this fight went from being incredibly difficult to now I've just got this guy's number. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I guess for me, with the combat's at so early in the game specifically is like I feel like every enemy one shot or two shots you, and the amount of times I get hit from something that I didn't even know there was an enemy in the space, but a rock was thrown at me from behind. Mm. they um, so good. They're so accurate when they do these rocks. They really are. <laughs> they throw this rock and then it's like okay, one hit death, game over, and like that's fine. But sometimes it, I, it did not auto save for the last ten minutes, so I'm like, oh, this isn't that fun to have to go back here. But that has happened just a couple times too many for me, where. The if this game had like an ability system where like your dodge gets better, then I think I'd be like, all right, cool. But with this, it's like I feel like the the, the lack of an actual role or the lack of like the ability to get away from so many hits, um, it just isn't that fun. But yeah. like that again, with what you're saying, like the creativity of it all, that's great. So while I'm hanging back and trying to come up with solutions, treating the combat more like a puzzle, I love that stuff. Yeah. But from
1: right now in the game, I'm avoiding combat. That, as that much would as be give Link
4: his cool dodge roll from Wind Wake. You remember that shit? Yeah, 10? man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: exactly. It, that would be my one of my biggest requests for the next Zelda game. Is yeah, like let's lock in a bit more in the, on the combat system. Like yeah, give Link a dodge roll. Like give. I I would like to see some of the creativity of the different builds that people had for elden ring i'd like to see stuff you can do with link in terms of different abilities for the combat specifically um because i think that's like the one place where i'm like oh man i feel like this is lacking here i I think you can you can elevate it for sure
3: yeah I, i tweeted about that i think it could be the perfect game with just a little bit of touching up on the on the combat system itself like i with everything else being so amazing that's still the part that is i think like glaringly lacking but you also can't really have that amount of freedom um without having a shitload of buttons to have to hit and button combinations to have to hit and to yeah. hold left trigger to lock on and like I wish you could just toggle that, but you have to hold it and then to dodge you have to make sure to hit A, but also that button so it's a sidestep and not a backflip. But then if you wanna fuse that weapon, fuck no, never mind. I'm used that's I'm still have my ascend abilities, god damn it shit, like there's just so many things you can do, and because of that, I think that's where the, like, it can't, you can't have a simple approach to the combat without all of these tool sets that they are providing you for the whole rest of the game, and because of that, I think that's where the complications sort of come in. But yeah, I think, like, uh, it, it always just feels so helpless when a big fucking, like, rock guy throws a rock at you, and I just kind of run, run and yep. jump, and <laughs> and yeah. I was
0: like god it's like, so, t- it's so annoying me, I'm so with you just tie it to stamina like, th- like just have it that you're like a, a better dodge roll is tied to the stamina so you're not like abusing it and yeah, like, yeah, rolling yeah, too yeah, much yeah, but like yeah, it's a choice yeah. so that those situations you can get out
3: of I was like, telling Gene Park like what if it, with your fucking like ultra hand you like use that like that that gave you a passive where you like stick your hand to the ground and like launch yourself forward or some shit like it. Yeah. Th- there was like some things that they could have done there, but again, lazy ass developers. Unbelievable. Lazy ass Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: anything else y'all want to get into here?
3: I mean, it's hard. Ho- I, 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 I'm worried about spoiling some stuff. Like I, and I know I'm pretty sensitive to that stuff as well. When it comes like, have you seen this and that? Like I, I love not experiencing and experiencing that stuff fresh. Um, And so I am worried about just talking about all the sorts of weird shit that we've seen. Because I'm also, like you, getting one shot, Tim, in a lot of scenarios. But that's because I'm adventuring in places I probably shouldn't be. And going to the Sky Islands and then diving down and finding towers that are further away from me. That are in areas where I think enemies are just stronger. Um, Because if you're just in Hyrule running around the field like and these little bokoblins hit you like it's taken off a, are, a harder two, yeah, yeah, yeah but everything else is definitely a lot stronger and that's your indication of like oh i probably shouldn't be here i went to the underground in an area for my first time last night and it was definitely an underground spot that is meant for maybe about 10 to 15 hours from where i'm at because i had like a level 30 something weapon um and Six hits in, they're still not down. Like, oh, these guys are really—these <laughs> are some healthy little goblins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't be here. So then I ended up going to the underground spot that uh, you are kind of supposed to go to in order, right? And uh, that first one is just a really cool experience to kind of see exactly what they're asking of you. And Barrett was telling me, like, I finally went to the underground, and once you see the scope of it, uh, it's like, oh shit, this yeah. is like, oh. a, this is going to be a pretty daunting tasks that they're asking me to do and I think that's when it can feel overwhelming but again you could just go do other shit if you want to (laughs) like there's so many other things you can do uh aside from just furthering the mission one thing I absolutely love is I feel like they're because of the core game already being built and a lot of those core systems uh being built I feel like they got really creative with the additive randomness in the world of, like, I feel like I'm always seeing, like, a random person fighting a bokoblin
2: mm-hmm.
3: oh. or running out and just running in the field and then seeing just a whole crew of Hyruleans and then being like, or, or Hylians, and then being like, yo, dog, come with us. I heard you're skilled towards me. Let's go take out this camp. Like, that is the shit that I love. The conditional stuff that you may or may not see, mm-hmm. the stuff that isn't, like, shoved down your throat, like, just the random things that you can run into, I think, are... Really make the experience feel like dynamic and like living and breathing,
4: and not just nine hundred koroks. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, yeah. And, or like
1: and, every NPC you talk to, you turning into a Ega clan member yeah, exactly. by you from yeah. Exactly,
3: it feels a lot more. there There's a lot more uh, randomness that can happen to you in the world. That so far, my experience has not felt. Uh, maybe forty, fifty hours in, I'll feel different. But so far, a lot of these experiences still feel really really fresh does it rain too much absolutely fucking rains way too much Ascend, it's, baby.
2: it's that thing where everybody's playing this game and everybody's having their own story with it yeah. which is crazy where it is that idea of oh how'd you do this or what did you do that or did you see this and like you can be way further ahead of somebody and not have seen something they're seeing early on and vice versa and all this other shit the one
3: thing i keep seeing uh, one common comments i see in my twitch chat from random people at random times is like i love seeing how different people do the puzzles
1: yeah for yeah, sure yeah. because
3: like you all were mentioning earlier there are uh, in in games not as open as breath of the, or, or as these zelda tears of the kingdom and breath of the wild games i'm figuring out dumb ways to do shit and chat chat's always like you idiot you could have done I'm like oh my bad i'm so stupid i did it the wrong way like the unintended way and this is that a times a million like there are just so many ways to uh to skin a bogoblin yeah. in this world you know
0: you're talking about the uh, the random things just kind of popping up and like, oh, come with me and do this stuff. Like, in recent times, I feel like side quests have been so good in some games, like God of War, Jedi Survivor. It's like these side quests feel like main quests. And I've been so surprised so far in this one that the times I'm pulled into those situations feel so much more important and, like, tied in than uh, I expected from Zelda and, like, way more than Breath of the Wild. And I think a lot of it has to do with just... The the story being like at least so far for me in real time, uh, where it's like the world kind of feels so much more alive yeah.
1: than it did in Breath of the Wild. For a I million think it's more reasons. dense. I think it literally is more. De- I, like, I w- when I first got to the surface and looked around, I w- it did feel like a lot more is happening than in Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, I think, had a bit more of open space to run through. Where here in this game, I am getting stopped every two seconds by something that's pulling my attention by yeah. personality, so, right? Yeah. Like I think like
0: that's it's not just stuff. It's like stuff that feels unique to that location and like you go to a town the music starts playing and like how did it evolve from the last game but on top of that like how is it completely different? Like it's not even an evolution. It's just like now there's this entirely new concept here. And uh, you talking about the, the or Barrett, I think it was uh, joking about the the Koroks in, in Breath of the Wild. It's like I am a little bit like anytime it's like oh I need to get to my homie over there. I'm like I'll, I'll deal with you later. Like I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> but the amount See, of t- I stop
2: every time. I'm yeah, like, I'm gonna get yeah. these guys. Done. It's easy usually. I'm like, I know, oh, yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. I'm just like yeah, this isn't. I don't like yeah. me right now. But uh, you were bringing up the the whirlpool thing, and you're like oh, there's definitely something there. I love that every 10 seconds, you're like, oh, why is there a a, a, a glass bottle on the top of this tree? Yep. I bet if I shot it, something's going to happen. And then you shoot it, and something happens. And it's like so many things like that. And I'm like, this should get old. It is not getting old to me. Like every time I'm like, I'm on my way to this thing. I'm riding my horse. What is that? Okay. Hold on. Got to do this thing. And I get a little like, ha ha. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Dude. It's, such, it's,
3: an, it's such a tailored and catered experience. Like, it, I think when, when tech started really, uh, when developers started discovering the idea of like procedural generation, and we saw, you know that initial reveal of No Man's Sky and procedures with generated planets and like, there's a lot of use use for that, right? There's a lot of use for procedurally generated stuff, but this world still feeling super handcrafted while not being overbearing, I think, is like the biggest success it can. Yeah. It, this game. If this can is have.
2: this is like an entire video game that is the treasure chest behind the waterfall. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where, like, so many games, that's was always, always the test. You'd run up to it, and it's like, oh, solid wall behind this waterfall. That's dumb, right? And this game is exactly what you're talking about. Every little thing, you're like, it'd be cool if so. Oh, well, it's cool. Oh, it's yeah. cool.
1: The thing is, also, the open world is designed so smartly, because I feel like you can go down any, like, sidewalk path, and... You are having a like an experience after the other of oh they know exactly where you're going and so let's try and subvert like let's throw in a Korok in there let's throw in uh, my guy who's always trying to hold up the sign but doesn't yeah. know how to fucking place that I shit Dude, I love it so much too and it's I just, love helping it's the out. same thing every I'm same the man time of the people. you save the <laughs> president. It's like the same, like oh yeah, I'm gonna put two planks together and balance it all oh, there dear. every single time. But I will do it every single oh, time because I fucking love it. I got actually I won't spoil it. Um, but you know, I think the balance of
3: oh they're gonna say he eventually turns on you. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he eventually puts <turns> <laughs> sure. a knife in the rib.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's so the game, the game's balance of knowing the big landmarks to pull you to right. It's the towers. It's the shrines. It's the um, the stables for the horses. Yeah. They know that those are the the big things that are going to pull your attention, and they know how to place things on the way there to m- make you want to like help out the one korok. Because like, oh, what's one korok? All right, cool. Now on to the oh shit, you got the the, uh, the side adventure over here. Let me do this real quick before I get back to this thing. Uh, there, uh, in one of the gameplay videos I sent Barrett last uh, la- last week for the review, it was just me. Playing the game. I was just like, all right, let me just go in a direction and see what happens. And, you know, I found a stable. Near that stable was a shrine. All right, let me check out the shrine. All right, let's go back to the stable. Let's talk to them so I can get my stable point because I got to get my, uh, my uh, rewards. Got to get them pony points. I got to get my rewards. Um, but I did that. As as I was leaving, that found a korok, and like I at this point I was on a mission, cause like near the stable there was another thing, and I needed to find a guy that could play a drum, and I was like I gotta find this drum player over here, and so I am walking, I am walking on the sidewalk trying to find this dude. I find a korok. I gotta take this guy to his homie. All right, back to the sidewalk. Keep walking. I talk to a person. And they're like, hey, have you heard this drum over here? And I'm like, no, but I need to. Like, <laughs> let me let me figure this out. And every path feels like its own adventure. Like every path you take feels like its own episode in, t- in a TV show. And I think that speaks to, one, just how jam-packed they made this game, how dense they made it, how much they took the six years to really focus in on content. And I think them reusing the Hyrule map allowed them to really just go, all right, let's focus in on expanding. Let's focus in on filling the stuff, uh, filling in this thing with interesting um, locations. But also they just do it in such a smart way where I'm also not overwhelmed, which is a thing that happens for so many modern open world games where I open up a map and it's icons. And I'm like, ah, all right, let me check off this list of things I need to do. In Zelda, at no point in, uh, do I feel overwhelmed in the bad way. I only feel overwhelmed in terms of I got to know what the, what the mystery is over here. Like, what is going on in this region of the map? I want to know the story. And it's so beautiful how they're able to usher that without making you feel like you have this gigantic list of things that you can never finish.
3: And I'm so glad the world is that uh, filled with fun stuff to do. Um, because when we talked about, when we had our initial Zelda review and we were all asking questions... Uh, one of the questions I asked was those awesome moments in Elden Ring when you run around in a spot during the day, but then when you go around at night, a big boss pops up. It's like holy fuck, and you're excited for that combat challenge. I wish I had that same feeling here. Yep. I wish seeing, uh, I wish new enemies sort of spawning in, or like new completely different enemy variations that I haven't seen before, kind of like oh shit, it's a boss fight now. Let's fucking fight. I don't really have that feeling. I'm just like, ah, let's, uh, hopefully I don't die. As opposed to like, being excited to get into the combat. That's the one thing that I, 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 this would be the most perfect game if I had that feeling. But, because it doesn't, it's just like almost perfect. <laughs> I've had
1: a few times where I have been like, "Oh shit!" Like, okay, I guess I'm fighting this big thing now. Yeah, but I didn't expect to be there, but it's never on that level of an Elden Ring thing. But I do have like one thing that's imp- that's impressed me. The more I even played it, it, are all the cave systems because there's a lot of them. Um, but like in a lot of my time playing, I was focused on the surface, the underground, in the in the, in the sky shit, and only what uh, like a week ago, uh, when the like the day of launch, I think Barrett mentioned a place I can go to that's right underneath one of the main places. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think to check that out. And so I go there and I find the cave and I go into that cave and the, the cave kind of presents itself as, oh no, it's just a small area. And then you see a bunch of boulders you can break. And so I broke those, kept walking. And that cave just went on and on and on and on. And I found myself spending about 45 minutes just hanging out in this cave system that felt like its own dungeon. And I get to, I don't even know if it's the end. I get to a large (laughs) area of the cave and I f- see a bunch of rocks piled up in the middle of the room, and I start breaking these oh, rocks, yeah. and then a boss pops out yep. of it, and I'm like, where the fuck did Yo, you go from? Yo, who's rock? fucking up my rocks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm under here. I'm sleeping under here.
0: So one thing I love about that type of stuff, too, is I think the game, uh, to go to the it not feeling overwhelming while being overwhelming thing, is I think it does a good job of teaching you what things mean to know, okay, you did the thing. You, you, you did what you needed to here, whether it's there's a treasure chest, once you open it, cool, you did that, or you know that every cave has one of those uh, little... Creatures that like runs around yeah. uh, the ceiling and stuff. The big white it's like, the bubble guys.
4: What was it called? I, I, I
0: call it the big white gecko. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. That thing. And it's like, you kill that. And it's like, cool. That means you did the cave. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. and you can check that off. And like, that's why there's been multiple caves that I'm in. I'm like, this dude's creeping I haven't out. seen that guy yet. Yeah. Like I'm not in the last room. Yeah. There has to be another room. And then I'm like, oh, there's boulders. And I hit him over. And I'm like, there's that guy. And I, I just, that t- is the type of stuff that's like, oh, shit, they, they don't spell that out for you. But like just playing, you, you figure, learn it. you figure the like, rhythm. oh, wow, yeah. cool. And then there's these rules that you can kind of follow in the same way we look under waterfalls because we're taught to do that. Donkey Kong Country 2 taught us that you want to start the level going left. There might be a secret over there. And like those type of things are just in this game infinitely.
3: Beautiful. Those those guys that climb the ceiling really creep me out. Oh, the yeah. horblins I, I love hate them.
1: them. I like them. Like
3: the first time I saw one, like scared the shit out of me because he just threw a rock at me immediately, and like I just was not expecting to not the, Wait, to. You're, see, you're talking s-
2: about, like the big. I, I always call them like the Monkey Men. You're talking about the big. monkey Yeah, those men. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys that crawl the ceiling. I he's think talking about like the, like the big gecko. Oh, the gecko big geckos. The yeah, giant
3: head. The one never ending Story looking.
2: dude Usually totally chill. And you hit him in the head. He's like, and he's like, and he's like and he goes to the ground. He's like, and he tries. Are got a side? Have you totally?
3: Have you been able to shoot? A little thing that pops up afterwards, a little like we call them like the loot spirit? lizards. Back from like Souls games, is he shootable? Yeah, yeah. Like you can shoot oh. any of them, and they give you rupees. But I haven't shot the ones that pop up yeah. when that dude oh, dies because it's it, such a quick kind yeah, of like exit. He, out. He,
4: he exits uh, too quickly. I always but, yeah, try the, to like get into slow mo mode. Are in Breath of the Wild, and yeah. you can shoot them over and over again. Well, I
0: know Breath that they're yeah. in this too, yeah. but but those one can you can you get rupees from?
3: The, the ones that fall the out. The ones ahead. that fall I think if you're fast enough, yeah. So what I'm wow. doing Aren't is, like, killing that guy, then get airborne so I could slow-mo as uh, he pops up. I've been trying to do that. I've only had, like, two opportunities to do so. But, I, yeah, I got to assume that because that's such a small window that they give you, that it's going to be really good fun shit. Fun
1: fact, if you see one of those guys just out in the wild, I believe if you follow them, they will lead you into a cave. Yeah. And so if you're looking for a huh. cave, just follow these guys. Huh. This was, game I, is I, awesome! I
4: just had one where it uh, uh, had me go to a cave and then continued to lead me through the cave. And oh. then eventually, a bunch of his buddies came out and just started running around. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And you burned them all
4: alive. <laughs>
1: <shot a> <laughs> you put ones, them on a, get, on get get a stick.
0: Rupees. Dude, that's the other thing. I mean, physics in this game are just so wild, and Breath of the Wild as well, but like, what this one allows you to do with the new abilities is just so impressive. But the way that fire works... It's just so satisfying where you're just like, oh, I'm a blow up, like shooting a barrel to blow it up and kill a bunch of bad guys. Video games 101, right? Give me all the bombs but, I can do. I love seeing mofos fly. 100%. Yeah. Having that light the grass on fire and it just like burns down their entire camp. It's just like,
3: I feel evil and it feels good. When the high knocks is coming after you, Tim, and you use a fire arrow to shoot the wooden thing on its leg. Yeah. And that wooden thing catches fire, and it's like, oh, Whoa! fuck, my
4: leg! <laughs> like,
3: like, I just love all of like playing with kind of like finding the weak spots in ways that aren't extremely obvious. And, you know, we were talking about
0: the graphics and art style and tech and like it working and all. There's so many conversations there. The animations in this game are they limitless? gorgeous? are gorgeous. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. How do so many characters do so many things that are context sensitive to context that I'm like, I bet you that 2% of people are ever going to see what I just saw him yeah. do. Like, but I
3: put fun. a fucking piece of celery in front of this little dog, and the dog went like, damn, celery, thank you. Like, <laughs> I
4: don't know you speak.
3: <laughs> like, crazy, I don't know if you had voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I do love all of those. Those are the things that make, like, games super magical for me, are the things that you may not see. And so all of those kind of conditional moments of, well, if you actually if you give that dog three pieces of meat, then see what happens, and then like
1: see, my thing is the fusing because you want to talk about how many f- different things you can fuse, and yeah. how so many of them have applications. I've seen I, the minecart one blew my mind. I've also seen people fuse a bomb to their uh, to their shield, and then like jump in the air, and then do like the shield surfing's flip that, they, that he does, and then that'll then launch him off the ground, and the shield's protecting his underside, and so like you don't take damage from that, and then that's another way that you can launch it to the air. I saw somebody fuse a, I think it was like a flamethrower to a boomerang. And so when you throw the boomerang, it just spins fire everywhere. I'm like, dude, these are, this is fucking genius. Like, there's so, I saw somebody, what, fuse a um, a rocket to a sword, which I was doing in my playthrough. And I was like, what am I doing this? I, like, this isn't doing anything. And then I saw a TikTok where somebody threw it and it fucking zoomed. And I was like, it's genius. <laughs> like, I, how did I not think of this? Like, you guys are, uh, you guys are, like it feels like there's it's limitless in the in the shit that you can put together and the results from that and I cannot believe this game can have so many variables. Are certain
3: areas where you get all of these little uh, zone devices? Uh, you get that. Uh, what's the term I'm looking gotcha for? Gotcha machine. Gotcha. Yeah, the gotcha machine. Think of um Do only some of them give out certain ones? Yeah.
1: If you open up your map and hover over it, it'll tell you which ones come out of every Shut gacha fuck, For yeah. real? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You I know. You have to like, that. you know, if you have to get all of them. I there's spent only like, so much on one of them. It's only like three or four, I believe, that'll come out of yeah, each of it, them, and
4: it'll tell you if you haven't gotten a certain item from a gacha. Uh-huh. It'll be like, oh, you got like three of the four that are offered here, and then the fourth one will be all question marks.
3: I so. just need to go back to the one that gives me rockets. Like, yeah. I, just, so I you just open up your map. You can. I'm look always see. low on rockets. You can look
1: at any of the gacha machines, and it'll tell you the ones you've discovered. This stupid ass little
3: Korok needs to get up like a mile. Up into the sky to his friend like bro how do i get you up there and i tried the the twitter trick that you were just mentioning yeah. blessing like i had a uh i put the bat wing on the arrow because it flies directly there's no arch mm. there's no anything it just it's a direct shot shot at the top of the mountain <laughs> and as it landed as it hit the ground then i tried to fucking recall uh recall it and I put a board on top, and I just could never get it right because I tried to get this stupid-ass little guy to his friend. And it's just like, that's a really, really tough one. I'm really frustrated with that one. Because I, I can get him uphill, but then there's a lot of other things that you can encounter in the way that I don't feel super safe about.
0: <laughs> Talking about these uh, the Zonite tools, I was, again, so impressed with uh, when you first start playing the game, and you're like, all right, cool, these are my different skills that I have in this game. And like Breath of the Wild, you have everything you need on you at all times. Then they introduce the Zonite stuff, and you're like okay cool you don't have everything for the open world stuff but they allow you to hold a bunch of them so you can use them when you want and when we got that first round of the things i was like okay cool these are the tools that we have but i remember being like in the trailer there was like steering wheels and stuff i was like i wonder if that's like the zonai tools or if that might be just like context sensitive later in the game finding out like the, the different machines had different things coming out there was times where things would come out and i'm like i haven't seen that yet yep. i don't know what i'm not even gonna spoil like any of these things in case people care but like, i was like I didn't know this was in the game and I didn't know it could function that way and wow the potential here somehow opens up this to this in a way that I'm like I didn't know that that was necessary but I was like if I had this 3 shrines ago that would have been PCK.
1: incredible and yeah, I, but yeah.
0: that is so rewarding again like totally. it's so cool totally.
1: and it keeps going like i was surprised how far into the game i was discovering new Zonai devices and i'm really? i'm getting yeah giddy and excited because Oh man all right cool I knew the flamethrower was cool but you're telling me that there's this thing too and this thing and I can combine it for different effects it just keeps going and again like it's it's pretty cool I think at this point I've just I've I must have discovered them all like it's not unlimited Zoni devices but there's a lot of them like there's a surprising amount of them that you can com- combine together and fuse
4: yeah. Really really quick, uh, just to bring it back to- disco- uh, discovering <coughs> the world uh, and all, all your little adventures, uh, my main takeaway after our first weekend, where I've put officially forty four hours into this game um, <laughs> is how varied the sense of discoverability is of yeah, little adventures going throughout the the caves, but then how grand some of just finding random shit feels uh, different, not even main quest stuff, but just side adventures like Blessing's talking about. Like there are areas that I was fascinated by in Breath of the Wild where I'm like, I want to know what's going to go on here in the sequel. And then, you know, exploring there and then having it be this big epic quest. And it's something that you don't even need to do. And then, you know, yeah, going underground and then getting uh, really cool kind of uh, follow-ups to some you know tiny things from Breath of the Wild that also feels like a main quest but it's just like an optional thing you can go do that like I have not completed it but I'm in my head I'm like I want to do that before I get to the, like end game type of stuff you know there's uh, I went to Blessing this morning and I was like hey I got to this area and I feel like I got to it a little early and then Blessing uh, told me of like yeah you essentially like Kind of sequence broke a main quest where you found like a main quest thing in the middle of where you're supposed to find it, um, and it's just the level of discoverability is absolutely insane. <laughs> this
1: is, this is, Kevin just closed the door behind you because he's hearing every word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 incredible. I've never, I don't think I've ever had the feeling of adventure expressed more in any other game. Like this is the this is adventure of the video, not literally adventure of the video game. But this is adventure of the video game in terms of. Do what you want, and it's all gonna feel rewarding in in, in some 100%. way. Whether you're finding a, th- a cool thing or you're just creating your own story. And going back to a conversation that we had last week about the like those legendary moments in the Legend of Zelda, where it is oh Link finding the Master Sword, um you know figuring out the Triforce of you know Link being the courage, Zelda being the wisdom, all that stuff. Temple of Time. Temple of Time. This game has so many of them, and a lot of them aren't main content. A lot of them are just things that are off the beaten path. you get there, and you're like all right, let's figure this thing out, and you finish, and it's, wow, I I feel like I just lived up to a legend. I feel like I just went through an adventure, and it feels so cool to actually, like, be able to chart your own path in that way.
2: And that's why I think, you know, back to the question from last week when we were talking about all this stuff of, like, you know, are are you going to be there, are you going to roll credits, and yada yada. like, I still fully intend to, but I think it's going to be a long, 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 long time. Hell yeah. Because I think it's going to be a game that, like, the way people connected with Witcher 3 and wanted to do everything, you know, I feel like this is a game where I want to go to all corners of the map and do all these different and do the shrines and find, the, you know what I mean? I feel like with that being the adventure, being the adventure of it all, like I'm not motivated to run to the yellow blinking like icon, right. And get that done. I do want to just go off and figure out what's going on.
3: I'm, I'm the same. Like I, I'm so glad that I can just slow play this all year. And I am in no real rush to get to the end of it because I do feel like it is going to be the game that I'm playing when I'm, not reviewing something or when i'm like not streaming like this is the one i'm always going to kind of go back to to just keep on finding that next piece of magic
0: magic it is everybody let us know in the comments below what your first weekend with the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom looked like uh are you loving it things you're not liking whatever it is let us know in the comments below and i can't say this enough Please subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games and all the kind of funny podcasts on podcast services because the next couple months are going to be absolutely wild. We're going to be doing so much stuff. If there's a press conference or showcase or anything that you think we might be reacting to, if there's a game you think we might be reviewing, a movie, TV show, we are. We're going to be here. We're doing it all. And we're trying our damn best. Uh, so we love you all. Try so hard. see you soon. Got so
3: far. And in the end, I hope it matters, everyone. I really do. I love you all. Goodbye.